discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same, we are constant. God is constant, God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Yes, hallelujah. hallelujah. Marriage is good. Yeah. And it's good to marry early. Yeah. You don't need a million dollars to marry. You need faith to marry. Just start out as God will lead you. You need the Holy Spirit. That's all. And he will show you what to do. Per time. You don't need to spend so much. I've preached, I preached a message on how to marry with 5,000 cities. You can marry with 5,000 cities. Who said you need to wear a white gown? Nobody, nobody said anything. I've not seen this in the Bible before. Have you seen this in the Bible before? I've not seen the Bible before. It's only in Africa that we, where we marry, we marry twice. But we marry in front of our parents and we marry in front of God separately. Meanwhile, in both cases, God is on the other side and the parents are also on the other side. I don't know if you understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what you do with your family and all, we come to come and pray over it. Yeah, we are always there to pray over it. We'll give you a ring and we'll tell you to slip it on the lady's finger. Is that not a wedding? Yeah. So what is your problem? That's a, that's a full wedding. Yeah, so you can do that. We'll be there. You don't need to come to church. We'll be there. With, uh, if you want me to wear cassock and come, so I know that you have come to church, I'll wear cassock and come, so that you know that I've, I've, I've arrived. Yeah, and then we'll do everything. You give the ring to your, your, your husband. Your husband gives it to you. And that's, you kiss the bride there and then. That same evening, you sign the wonders are happening. Miracle signs the wonders. Hallelujah. So don't complicate your life, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, don't complicate your life. Don't let fornication be... The Bible says to not let fornication be one's name amongst us. People are fornicating. Christians are fornicating because their hope of marriage is diminishing. Because when they look at the ladies and their demands, you know, I want someone who will take me, I want to sleep here, I want to be there, I want to be... Go and be there. Go and sleep there on your own. Go and be there on your own. Save Jenny, dear. Save Jenny. Uh, a big man will use you uh, and leave you. Or foolish boys will be using you. Uh, uh. Well, how do you feel when someone is lying on you? Honestly, I mean, honestly, to be honest with you, it's, you know, fine. What do you think about what I'm saying? You know, fine. I'm not preaching on marriage, but I'm just saying some things. So just marry and be happy. The Bible says that How do you say that in English? When your body's lost and lost Just marry The <laughs> body's doing some way, some way Just marry That's all So you don't need to complicate your life Okay Yeah, we are all young people This year we have about 15 couples getting married It's powerful But it's a small number As com- The ratio of the number of human beings in the church Young people in the church and the number that are getting married. 
It's not enough. We have about 30 couples already in the church. So plus this will be 45 couples, meaning that just about 90 of us will be married by the end of the year. Meanwhile, there are more than 2,000 of us in the church. So what are the rest doing? And out of the 2,000 I'm talking about, about, about 700 or 1,000 have left school long time. And, uh, you know, they are, we, are, we are moving in life. So what's your problem? Just look for somebody who loves God. Okay? Someone who is spiritually, um, you have spiritual congruence. You, you are one, spiritually. Spiritually, with respect to your belief, your belief system. But it's not every Christian you can marry. You know that, right? It's not every Christian you can marry. There are some Christians who don't believe like you believe. There are Christians who don't believe in speaking in tongues. There are Christians who believe in speaking in tongues, but don't believe in the Holy Spirit. I don't even know how that works, but for some people it's like that. Uh-huh. So you just need someone who believes like you believe. Yeah, that is a very key thing. Someone who will respond to God on his or her own. I preached recently. Five things to look out for, to consider before you marry. Yeah, someone who loves you. The person does not need you. To love God. No, 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 no. If you get into that one, you are in trouble. Ah, yeah, you, are in, you are in big trouble. So someone who loves God on his or her own, without your assistance, without needing you. Okay? In Jesus' name. Amen. Someone who can be a friend. Someone you can talk to and laugh with. My wife is my friend. Oh, it's the truth. I'm, we are, I, it's not, you don't need to do one for... I'm, I don't really understand what you are talking about. She's my, we've been friends for a long time. We're friends before we got married. The friendship continued. Yeah. So if you're married somebody and it's not your friend, when you, when you meet, you're just sitting down. You, are not, you can't talk, you can't flow, you, you are just there. What kind of love is that? Is this love? Can this be love? Could this be love? So today I'm sharing concerning the partnership of the Spirit. The partnership of the Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible says that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. You know, and last, last week I spoke about how the, the word communion has a number of meanings. And one of the meanings was, is fellowship. The first meaning is fellowship. So I spoke about the fellowship of the Spirit. What I preached on 31st and what I preached last week are all around the fellowship of the Spirit. The more you share your life with Him, the more He speaks to you, and the more results you bear and produce in your life. The more of His ministry you experience. John chapter 14, verse 15 says that Jesus said that I will, uh, if, if you keep my command, he that loveth me is he that keepeth my commandments. If you really love me, keep, you, you keep my command. This amplifier, let's read this, please. If you love me, keep my commandments. Then he says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. So the Holy Spirit is abiding with us forever, isn't it? So the Holy Spirit is abiding with me. Forever. The Holy Spirit is always with you. That's his ministry. You see. The word uh, comforter primarily means one who is called to go alongside with you. 
he's called he's the one who's called to go alongside with you you see and he has a ministry his ministry is to be with you that's his first ministry is to be with you so wherever you go he's with you so not acknowledging him is the most terrible thing you can do to him you must acknowledge the holy spirit every time and acknowledging him and asking for his help and asking for him to do the things that God has destined and ordained him to do in your life, okay, is what starts your fellowship with him. I hope you understand. If you read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14, look at Ephesians 1, uh, 14. Let's read from verse 13 to 14 so we understand it very well, okay. In whom he also, in Christ, he says, in, in Christ he also trusted, after that he heard the word of, the, of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, after that you believed, when you believed in Christ, it says you were sealed. After we believed in Christ, we were sealed ago with that Holy Spirit of promise. We were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. We were sealed. So God, uh, the Holy Spirit's presence in your life is a show that you belong to God. I hope you understand. Uh-huh. And the Holy Spirit, is in your, he's, he's involved in your birth. He's involved in your birth. So you are, you are for God because the Holy Spirit is in your life. You are, the Holy Spirit is a seal. And a seal does not leave. A seal is always with us. Look at the next verse. So he's, he's the seal of God upon our lives. Then it says, which is the earnest of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit is the first of our inheritance. Until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. The redemption of the purchased possession has to do with uh, the change of our body on a certain day. When everything is done. When uh, 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 life has ended. When everything has ended. Okay. When Christ comes. And gives us the new body that is not limited by uh, time, space, matter, and any of those things. I hope you understand. If you read in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, he says that for we are citizens of heaven, for our conversation is in heaven. The actual rendering is for our citizenship is in heaven. Are you a citizen of heaven? Yes. Yeah. That's the, even though we are sitting here on earth, you are a citizen of heaven. Are you born again? Because you are born again, you are now a citizen of heaven. I mean, what, what will happen with us if you were thinking like that? There's no need in heaven. Meaning that no matter what's happening around you, you believe that there's no need around you. And truly, what, your, what faith you have will become your experience. They walk on gold in heaven. I also walk on gold here because I am in heaven. This amplifies it. But we are citizens of the state, the commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. In John chapter 3, verse 13, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, you know, and he said so many things, and he said, he said to him, go to John 3, 13, let's, 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 let's look at it. He says, and no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he's sitting here on earth, he's talking to Nicodemus, he says, and no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Then he says, even the son of man, which is in heaven. Jesus was here on, he- on earth, yet he said that he is in heaven. Why? Because heaven is not only a location, it's also a state. So there's a state that you can be in and have the heavenly experience. Have you seen a madman before? I always use this example when I talk about this. A madman is here on earth, physically, but he's in another state because of what has happened to his mind. Is it true? And that state is such that even if he eats from the gutters, he will not have cholera. Have you seen a madman queue in the hospital that he's going for? Cholera checkup. He's, he's pooping, like he's running. Madmen don't fall sick. Madmen don't. You don't see what that thing happens to them. 
They are sleeping outside in the open, yet they don't have malaria. And they are living long, even. But something falls on the ground here, and you take it and you put it into your mouth. You'll see that tomorrow you'll be running. Something will be happening. If one mosquito or two mosquitoes bite you for, for supper, small now, you see that. It's because of the state the madman is in. In the same way, there's another state, heavenly state, which is higher than the earthly state. Okay? Which God expects us to live in. We are born into that, that place, and God expects us to think like that every single day. So in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul says that if you then be risen with Christ, he says, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth. Colossians 3, verse 1. If you then be risen, are you risen with Christ? Yes. Do you believe it? You know, it's about time you, you start sitting with the word of God to believe the word of God. You can hear it over and over and over and over again, but you may not believe it. And your experience will be different from what God's word says because you have never, you have never really sat down to believe it. You've never taken your time to really look at the, the scriptures. That's why Christians, they, they can be, you can be a Christian for 20 years and not have a change. Oh, so many people have had that. So many people have had that. It's not, it's not new. It's been there because they never took their time to really check the scriptures for themselves and really sit down for themselves and make the word of God, like meditate on the word of God and make it real for themselves. There's no matter the preaching you hear. You won't change unless you sit down and allow the word of God to enter you through meditation. That's the truth of the God's word. You can come for as many services as you want if you don't sit down and check your notes and find out what is going on, what is really happening. It's not like a student who goes to school, hears the lectures and goes to bed. You will not pass the exam, isn't it? You just heard the lecture. You've not taken your time to look at it into details, to get to know it for yourself. You've not solved some questions. You should know that you're not going to pass the exam. What kind of a student are you? Thinking that you can just walk into the exam hall and write an exam because you attended a lecture. You had attendance. That's, that's crazy. You fail with flying colors. But that's what a lot of Christians are doing. They only attend the lectures on once a week for just some two hours or three hours. And they, and they are distracted even whilst they are listening to the thing. And throughout the week, they expect, they do other things and expect to do well. It doesn't work like that. God is not Father Christmas. No. He is actually more than Father Christmas. He's made his grace available. Now, what you need to do is to take God's, God's grace makes available. Your faith takes. God's grace what makes available. Your faith takes. Are you in the church? So he says, if you then be risen with Christ. Because of what I just said, let me just retrace my steps a little. Okay? Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read verse 6. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. It's important. Sometimes we, we, we mention all these scriptures. You write it, but then you don't remember it again. What I'm saying is actually not part of my message. Okay? But I know these scriptures. I don't just, it's not something I just preach. It's something I believe in. I believe in it so strong. I'm not joking with you. I believe it. I believe in it. You see? I believe in it. And my life is changing to choose God's word. As the years go by, as the months go by, I'm changing. Those of you who knew me some years ago, you notice that I've had a lot of, I'm changing. Yes, I'm changing. And I want to change more. Yeah, I want to change more. My, my life and my situation should be more like Christ. That is God's, that's God's calling for you. He wants you to conform to the image of a son. No matter what you do, you conform to something. It's either you're conforming to this world or you're conforming to the image of Christ. 
No matter what you do, you conform. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, you are conforming to the image of the Son, who is Christ. You get it? That's in Romans chapter 8, verse, verse 29 and 30. For whom he did for no, he also did predestinate. He's showing you your, your destination in life. I mean, this is the reason why you were created. You weren't created to have five children. What are children? People bury all their children before they die. A young pastor and two other leaders from a certain church that I know, that I preach in, just died on Thursday. Cast them, shame. They are all dead. They are all gone. Just like that. What is life all about? Life is not about how many cars you own. Jesus said a, li- a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. So your life is not about how much money you, you can accrue, how, much, how many cars you can buy, how many houses you can build. You build houses, nobody lives in, inside them. Yeah, there are a lot of houses in East Legon and Cantonment and Laboni where it's, it's the servants who are enjoying them, the security man, and they are the ones enjoying House boy, house girl. We are giving birth inside. Happy. Yeah. They are doing very well, I tell you. So life is not about that. This is what life is all about. You see, Romans chapter 8, verse 29. And them whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. He, he has predestinated. Predestinate means to have a destination before a start. He has predestinated you to be conformed. To be conformed. To change into. That's what he's talking about. To be conformed to the image of a son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. This is why you are born. To conform to the image of a son. So if five years have passed, and the way you were five years ago is still the same way you are. Your character has not changed. Your character is not becoming like Christ. You see, by virtue of the new birth, you are Christ. By virtue of the new birth, you are a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are actually Christ intrinsically. Now he wants it to be your experience extrinsically. And that's why we are still around. If heaven was the only reason why we were born again, then as soon as you die, every preacher should have a machine gun or a pistol, a silent pistol. When we lead you to Christ, then we finish. Now, Papa, we just shoot your head and then you are gone to heaven. Why are you still here on earth? Why are you still here on earth? You are here on earth to conform to the image of a son. Are you in the church? All the pressure you face in life, all the challenges you face in life, is supposed to compress you and change you to become more like Christ. How you handle situations. How do, how do you handle situations when things are not going well? What do you do? Do you throw your hands up in the sky and say, it's, nothing is working for me, I don't know what I'm going to do. What happened to Jesus? In, even in his death, he was confident, he was bold. He knew that death was not the end. Even when he was hanging on the cross, dying, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he gave up the ghost. He says, the Son of Man has power to lay down his life and to take it up again. And exa- that's exactly what happened. How about you? If you are made in his image, if you are like him, then you must behave like him. What do you think? Jesus was full of love. Full of love. Full of love. Nobody could offend him. There's no place in the Bible where the Bible says that. And Jesus got offended and started slapping the people who were with him because he was offended. It was nothing like, it's nothing like that. People offended him. People said things, but he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't mind them. He had dominion. He had control over his environment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, if ye then be risen with Christ, hmm? Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things. Hmm? If you have risen with Christ, and that is the truth, you have risen with Christ because you are born again. He says, seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let's read the Amplified. It's nice. 
If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, is it true? Yeah. Say, I've been raised with Christ, I've been raised with Christ. To, a new life. to a new life. Then it says, that's sharing his resurrection from the dead. We share his resurrection from the dead. Aim at, if that is true, then aim at, this is your life, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is seated. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Next verse, verse 2. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. The higher things. Set your mind on righteousness. Set your mind on the glory of God. Don't set your mind on Facebook. Don't set your mind on Instagram. Don't set your mind on a certain boyfriend. Don't set your mind on a certain girlfriend. Don't set your mind on, on money. Don't set your mind... Why are you letting money rule you? Are you a child of God? Yeah. If you set your mind... God knows everybody. Do you know God knows everybody? God knows the one who can give you $100,000. He knows him. If your mind is set on him, that person will locate you. And the $100,000 will not corrupt you. Because you weren't looking at money. What you look at is what you become. What you look at, what you keep looking at, is what you become. If you keep looking at the world, you become more worldly. If you keep looking more, like, more to Christ, you become more like Christ. That's how it is. So it's a choice. Your growth in life, your growth in God, is a choice. It's up to you. You decide that I want to take my Bible and read. You decide, it's a choice. You decide I want to get to know the Holy Spirit more. It's a decision. And as soon as you make that decision, it makes a, lot, a world of a difference. Yeah. Where would your mind be? Where is your mind? Set your mind and your effect and keep them fixed. Keep them set on things about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I'm born again. again. And I'm growing growing. more and more more more. in Christ. Christ. Yeah. That is where your success is. People try, people have tried to do things, tried to put things together. I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. Negotiations and doing all kinds of things. It hasn't really worked though. It hasn't really worked. And it doesn't work much. That's the truth. Yeah. If you take God, if you take Christ out of your life, nothing else makes sense. You are just like an animal moving around who one day will be killed or die and live and everybody will forget the person. That's how, that's how life is without Christ. You are just like a goat or like a cow or like a chicken that is being fed waiting for Christmas. When the chicken is being fed, okay, when he's feeding the chicken and they are eating the chicken, he has a big poultry farm. When the poultry are just eating, they, they will say, Oh, this man, he likes us. He likes us. He likes us. He will bring in water. He will bring in corn. Bring in water. They'll be running to when he comes. He likes us. He likes us. Oh, he has come back. That's how a lot of people think. It's like life is working. You are fooling around and things are still working. The devil is preparing you for a certain day when he will use you for lunch. <laughs> He's feeding you to become fat so that he can enjoy a lot of fat from you. Anyone who is not born again is in trouble. The one who is born again and is not serious with God is in trouble. Yeah, you just have to change your mind. And you see a lot of great things happening in your life. You see that no depression. You can't be depressed. It's not possible. It's not that depression will not knock at your door. Depression knocks at everybody's door. But it's up to you to open it for, for depression to come in. You say you can't, open, you can't open that depression. You can't open the door. Why? Because you're full of Christ. You're full of Christ. You are, too, you are too happy. The Bible says rejoice evermore. And again I say rejoice. How can you be depressed when he's, he's commanded you to rejoice? Uh, you see, we are actors of the word. We are doers of the word. So even if you are feeling depressed, what do you do? If depression is coming, what do you do? Glory! You just start shouting in your room. Have a have a an exciting dance in your room. 
Yeah. Have an excitement. Instead of going like this, I don't know. You know, life has not been good to me. Life has not been kind to me. My mother did this to me. My father did this to me. My uncle did this one to me, so I'm, I'm depressed. Life is not fair. It hasn't been and it will never be. Yeah. So you need to com- let life conform to the word of God. It's all up to you. That's why we teach you these things. You see. That's why we teach you the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's called to go with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 14. We're reading 15 and 16, isn't it? He's called to go with us every day. Every day. So I shared a little bit about that. I think you can refer to the messages. And that's, why, that's why we listen to messages. You can refer to it. You think you know. You don't know. When you refer to it, your mind is refreshed. Then you get to know it some more. Hallelujah. Sometimes I go and wait on God with messages, refreshing my mind, refreshing my tightness. I can listen to a lot of messages on faith, tightening my boat and not of faith. You know, you need, you need to service your faith. Yeah, you need to service your, you need to take faith to servicing. Yeah, you need to change oil, change a lot of things so that you can become stronger. Sometimes you realize that you don't, you don't, even, you don't even remember what faith is. You don't remember what faith is. Yeah, you need to wait on God to get to know, to understand it some more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So he says that, I, and I pray that Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. He abides with us forever. And as we fellowship with him like that, as we share our lives with him, as we talk to him, you know, the word comforter, let's look at the amplified comforter, you know, and it has a number of meanings. It means, so apart from comforter, there are six other meanings. Do you see? The, the Greek is richer than the English. So one word, one word in Greek can mean so many things in English. And the Hebrew is richer than the Greek. So one word in Hebrew can mean so much in Greek and hence so much in English. You get it? Jesus said, Parkley, I'm going to send you another one who looks like me, who talks like me, who responds to me, you know, and does everything like me. And he, what, this is what he meant. He meant comforter. I'll send you another comforter, another counselor, another helper. Another intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, so that he may remain with you forever. So you have someone who's a who's a comforter, a counselor, an intercessor, a helper, an aide, who is constantly with you, constantly with you, ready to give you help, ready to comfort you, ready to intercede for you, ready to strengthen you, ready to be a standby for you, ready to defend you in life, advocate to protect you. Now, if you are not minding him, he doesn't know what to do. It's like, I'm trying to, one of you should come. Pastor, Pastor Kels, come. Just keep walking, pace, keep pacing up and down, okay? And I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to get your attention. Oh, I, I, have, I have some help for you. I want to do something for you. You are praying for a beloved, and he's, as he's telling you, oh, I have, I have the answer to the beloved here. It's here, it's here. But he, he's talking to other people. He needs a job. Oh, I have a job here for you. There's an interview at Kimpiski that you should attend, though. He's WhatsApping. He's WhatsApping. I, I, I have, he, he's pray, and he's praying for a job. He's praying for a child. He's praying for, for what? For, to be able to build a house. To buy a car. And it, the Holy Spirit, go, please keep going. The Holy Spirit is showing him, brother, Charlie, there, there's a car around the side. If you save 20,000, I'll show you, I'll bring that person close to you. He's not minding. He's moving through life. So no matter what the Holy Spirit does and shouts, how much he shouts, it's not that he's not doing, he's shouting. 
but you are not my name. When he hears it, uh-huh, hear it, hear one. Are you sure? Uh-huh. That, that's, that's it, because you don't know. And you say, something said to me. You keep calling him something. Something said to me that I should do this. Yeah. So you see that you are just denying yourself because you've not taken time to sit down with him. He has a lot to tell you. If only you have time to sit down with him. Sometimes you feel that spending time with him is a waste of time. It's not. It's a means of cutting short your, a lot of waste. You waste time. Ah, you waste time ah, over nothing. Over nothing. Walking in darkness can sing a lot of things when the Holy Spirit is ready to give you information. Thank you. So as you fellowship with him, as you talk with him, you, learn, you must learn to talk with him. You must learn to suggest things, say things to him. Oh, I'm going here. Oh, what do you think about it? It's like you're talking to yourself. You're not talking to yourself. You see that someone is replying. You wonder, is it my mind? It's not your mind. I, were you talking to your mind? You were not talking to your mind. In your mind, you were talking to the Holy Spirit. So he too also, he also replied. He will reply you. You see? And he always point you to the word of God. Always. If the voice that is talking to you does not point you to the word, it's not the Holy Spirit. It is something else. Now, you have to be careful. Don't, don't go off on a tangent. I always, I've always told you the Holy Spirit speaks to you through God's word. Okay? He uses God's word to talk to you. So don't come and tell me the Holy Spirit said I should marry this person. What are the scriptures that he used to tell you that? What, how did he decode the person's name for you? No, it doesn't work like that. Okay? The Holy Spirit works with the word of God. The entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding to what? To the simple. So the word of God is what brings you understanding. So he uses the word of God to bring you understanding. Never think that the Holy Spirit is just, uh, uh, just talking. No, he speaks the word of God to you. He always directs you to the word. He'll, he'll push you to speak in tongues. Yeah, he'll push you to speak in tongues. He will tell you to give. Give this to this person. Yeah. Then you get to know his voice some more. I, I get it. We are actually born and raised, born to hear his voice. Okay? Go back to John chapter 14. Look at the next verse, verse 17. He says, The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, the world cannot welcome him, take to his, to his heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him. For he lives with you and he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. The King James, let's look at the King James. He says, Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because he seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Why? For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The world is not programmed to hear his voice, but you are programmed to hear his voice. That's what he's trying to say. Because of your new birth. He gave it to you, and so he's, he's, there's an inward working to hear the Holy Spirit. For instance, he confirms to you that you're a child of God. How do you know that you're really born again? Is it because of what you came to do in front of the church? And particularly not. Because of his, the, what the Word of God says and his witness to what the Word of God says. So he bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, the technion of God, really born of God. You see, the Spirit himself testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. He assures you. How does he assure you? By giving you peace and by letting you know that the word of God is true. Because you confessed, you believed with your heart and you confessed with your mouth. He lets you know. 
that what you have done is true. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. So same thing. If he bears witness to our spirit concerning the most important thing in our life, which is our birth, our new birth, how much more do you think he will not confirm some things for you? You see? So the spirit bears witness to the spirit that we are the children of God. He bears witness to the spirit that we are the children of God. So he always bears witness with your spirit concerning other things, concerning every other thing that you need in life. Hallelujah. So, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, where I started from, he says that the grace of, our Lord Jesus, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Spirit, the grace of God is brought into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Where is Jesus? Is Jesus in you? Are you sure he's in you? Jesus is in you, right? But how is he in you? Through the Holy Spirit, because physically speaking, he's in heaven. There was a day they saw him in Acts chapter 1. From verse, if you read from verse 1, you see it. But then, what I'm going to say is in verse 9. From verse 8, he says that, And Jesus spoke to them and said, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. The next verse. Then he says, And when he had thus spoken these things, while they beheld, while they looked at him, he was taken up. Jesus was taken up physically, and the crowd received him out of their sight. So physically speaking, Jesus is sitting in heaven. On the right hand, of God the Father interceding, making intercessions for us. Are you seeing it? But how is, he in your, how is he in your heart? How is Christ in you? We've preached so many times, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But how is Christ in you? Christ is in you because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in charge of communicating the presence of Christ into you. And in charge of communicating the presence of God into you. So he brings the grace of God. He brings the love of God. He's a communicator. He's God's divine administrator. I hope you understand. He's the one who communicates everything God to God's children. So you cannot ignore him. How can you ignore someone like that? Someone who is the administrator and the executor of all of God's promises, all of God's blessings, everything God is through the Holy Spirit. How does God reveal himself to us? Through his spirit. But he has resisted, but I have not seen. First Corinthians 2.9. But I, as, it, as it is written, I has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of any man. The things that God has in store for them that love him. Do you love God? Yeah. He says, God has so many beautiful things in store for you. And he says, but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of revelation. He reveals God's things to you. He reveals the things that are hidden concerning your life. All the things that God has, has for you. He brings them to your life. So he's a very important person. Very, very important person. So the more you acknowledge him, he will lead you. He will guide you into prosperity. He will guide you into joy. He will guide you into peace. You see, prosperity is not money. Prosperity is having peace, having joy, having things that money cannot buy. You cannot buy peace on, in any shelf in the country. Nowhere in the world. There's nowhere. Shop right does not have it. Game does not have it. Jess does not have it. Which one? China Mall China Mall certainly does not have it. Even though China Mall has everything, it does not have peace. Does not sell peace. China Mall does not have sell joy. Like they sell joy in a can. You drink it and then you start you start laughing. <laughs> There's nothing like that. So when we talk about prosperity, don't only think about money. That's not what we are talking about. Because you can have money and not be happy. There are so many people who have money and are not happy. Or if not, try it. You can try it. Just try. Maybe you can use 20 years of your life to look for money. When you get to see if you'll be happy, then you can come and confirm what I'm saying. 
after 20 years. What do you think? So you cannot ignore the Holy Spirit. Tell anybody you cannot ignore the Holy Spirit. It's important. You have to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's so important. It's so important. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 12. Look at John 16, 12. John 16, 12. I will never be broken in my life. Not when the Holy Spirit is in my life. Yeah, he will guide me and lead me into reality where real things are. Yeah. Look at this. I have yet many things to say to you, but you, can't, you cannot bear them now. This is Jesus talking to disciples and hence to us. I have yet many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. How be it? However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. That's his ministry. He will guide you into all truth. He guide, the word truth is aletheia. It means reality. What is real? So you have a beloved. You have a boyfriend. And everything looks real. He's telling you how much he loves you. The love I have for you. It's like what? American Bobo. It's like Amatan Bobo. I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. And he's speaking to you. And you are hearing him. And it's entering your heart. And your heart is setting. This is the guy. 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 Surely. Verily, verily, I say unto me. This is the guy. Behold. The guy of my life. Probably, he will marry you as he says. Probably, he will marry you as he says. And he'll be good to you for five years. Then after five years, he will stand his wickedness. The love will expire. The love is gone. He will tell you his love, is, his love has left. Now, the Holy Spirit knows it before you start. So even though it looks so nice now, he will tell you, sister, not this one. Not this one. Not this one. He will not tell you everything. He will not say he will leave you after five years of marriage. But he will tell you, this one is not good for you. <laughs> this one is not good for you. Now, if you, if you listen to him, you will spare yourself the heartache. You will spare yourself the problems. Yeah, a friend of mine, it's so sad, a friend of mine got married to somebody. She didn't know that by virtue of marrying the person, she would die. She's dead now. She's, she's my wife's mate. Yeah, she's dead now. She had no idea. You know, she was a very good girl. I mean, very beautiful girl. She looks like my wife so much. I met her before I met my wife. Very good friend of mine. You know, very good. Ah, just, she knows what I'm talking about. Taking care of her husband, you know, trying and pushing. And she died taking care of her husband. Is that what God had destined concerning her? She didn't have information. She had no information that this is what is, was going to happen to her. She had life. She, had f- she was full of hopes, full of doing something. But all those things were dashed because she was taking care of her husband. Can you imagine? The, the husband is still alive and she's dead. The husband is very sick actually. So he, she died taking care of the husband. She, she was taking care of him so much that she forgot about herself and she died. You know that thing that happens? Uh, a person is so sick, you are taking care of the person so much, you pass around and die. Is that, is that, is that the destiny that God has for you? No. He's promised you a life of glory, of excellence, of beauty, full of life. He satisfies his beloved with love, with long life. Isn't it? Now, how does that become practical in your life? The Holy Spirit. He guides you into all truth. He will show you what to miss. 
Yeah. There are people who were told by their friends, oh, come, come for this meeting here. On their way there, they died on the road. Yeah, the Holy Spirit could have prompted me and told you, told them, oh, don't go. Don't go. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, by mercy, saves people. You say, why? Well, I didn't feel like going. I didn't feel like going. And the person, they, they went and they all died. Wow, I missed it. But if the Holy Spirit, if you are not talking to him consistently, he'll be telling you, he'll be like, I'll show you. He'll be shouting, hey, don't go, accident, you are dying. No, yeah. You are saying, you are just enjoy, you are enjoying, you are enjoying the trip. Hey, Charlie, the party go be your party after party. Don't be your party after party. That's the, that's the end. That is the end. If something strange does not happen, you are just gone. So he will lead you into what? All truths. For he shall not speak of himself. He never speaks of himself. The Holy Spirit does not talk about himself. He says, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Whatever he shall hear with the Father, with the Son, he will speak it to you. Whatever he shall hear concerning you, he will speak it to you. And he shall show you things to come. He will always show you things to come. He will always show you. He will always show you. <laughs> Reverend George says something, you know. Years ago, this is like 2011, he had an accident and broke his hand. You know, accident in, in Accra. Do you know people die in Accra? Accident, Accra. Like you think that's only Accra Kumasi and Accra Kekos that you die. So when you're going, then you have special prayers. Ah, Lord, Lord, I gather all your angels from the north and from the south. Protect me, Lord. Let the VIP bus driver's eyes be open, Lord. Uh-huh. But in the midst of Accra, <laughs> people die in the midst of Accra. You get like I'm driving from here to here. Pass, they are gone. What a shock! He said some people invited him for a meeting, and as he prayed about it, he knew he was not supposed to go for the meeting. He just knew. I'm not supposed to go. I'm not supposed to go. He just knew, but he didn't know how he was going to call them and tell them he was not going to come. So he set out to go. And he broke his hands. He had an accident and broke his hand. And he knew exactly what it was. I mean, he just said. I just know. Yeah. So as you grow, it's, it's part of growth. You, it's part of it. You fall into trouble because he told you something you didn't mind. You fall into, then you learn. Oh, okay. Okay. There are a lot of troubles that are falling in. Because when he said it, I was like, ah, Charlie, what could do him? Vim, vim day, vim day. You say vim day, vim day. You start like vim day, vim day, vim day, vim day, vim day, vim day, vim day. Vim no day. Hallelujah. He shall show you things to come. Verse fourteen. Is it not beautiful that you have somebody who is always with you to show you things to come? Aye, you will never be worried. You will never. It's like things. It's like watching a dead match. Do you know your life is a dead match? There's a blueprint concerning your life. Your, all, everything about every day has been written down. Your life of beauty, excellence, glory, joy, unspeakable that is full of glory. Everything has been written about your life already. The Holy Spirit is the one to guide you on that particular path. Uh-huh. If you neglect him, you will see that you are deleting a lot of the things that are written. You just cancel pages. You cancel. You are just canceling pages. You are just telling, you are telling the pen, telling them into pieces. <laughs> there was a movie, there was a movie I, uh, I watched not long ago. It's an old movie. Uh, is it Daddy Daycare or something like that? 
daddy daycare, uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, daddy daycare, something like that. And someone reported they were doing a daycare, daycare. They asked his son and then the man's son and then some other people brought their children. They were looking after, after them. And another person wrote to child protection, whatever, whatever, that they are doing a daycare without the authorization. They have not been sanctioned to do it. So, so they came and brought them papers that they were to fail so that it can be, come official. Then they filled all the forms and then he, he filled it throughout the night and then he left it on the table and then was, just did something. When he came back, he was looking for, the guy came for the papers. The one who was coming for the papers came. That, okay, so who had the documents? When he came, he said, I left the documents here. Ah, what, what? The children had cut, cut the documents. They had torn it. They were flying it into the, they were doing, some were using some as airplane. And then some had done, they had cut all, everything, which was not easy. All the papers were gone. That's how some of us are behaving, spiritually speaking. The documents concerning your life are sitting there. We are sitting there like this. Cutting them like a child. See, I refuse to be like that. <laughs> yeah. He shall glorify me. Look at Jesus. He shall glorify me. He shall glorify me. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. Listen, don't let the Holy Spirit do things he has not been assigned to do. Read the Bible and know what he does in your life. So that you can expect that from him. He's the one to glorify Jesus in your life. Do you understand what that means? What it means is that he's the one to open your eyes to see Jesus some more. And for you to see the greatness of Jesus. You can be born again and not know Jesus. Jesus is an afterthought. My wife was saying something to me recently. He said, we we're having a meeting and some people were, like, were joking. And some people said, Jesus, Jesus. And I think some of us do it here. Like, you know, you are joking. Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Man, Jesus. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Someone did something yesterday around me. Then she said that the Holy Spirit prompted her that that is a bad thing to do. Because when you use the name of God in vain like that, when you need it, you see, when you need it to work, it doesn't work. Because the spirit thinks that you are joking. You are, you are joking like you were joking the last time. Now, how you may not, you, you, may, you may go for a long time and be doing that and not know. But who unveils that to you? Only the Holy Spirit can unveil that to you. To let you shut up and not do what, not do what every other person is doing. I don't know if you get it. He glorifies, eh? he glorifies Jesus. He will honor and glorify me. He will honor and glorify me. He will unveil me to you. He will let you know who I am, really. Uh, some people think that Jesus is just, you know, they, they believe Jesus died. You believed in him, it's finished. And what else does he do? What else does he do? You may not never know the mightiness of Jesus and how great he is in your life and how important he is to you. You see, uh-huh. only the Holy Spirit does that. He unveils Christ to you. He glorifies Jesus to you. He says he will honor and glorify me because you take off, receive, draw upon what is mine and reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. He's a transmitter. He's a transmitter. He transmits all of Jesus, all of the things that you need to know about Christ to you. You see, yeah. This makes him the administrator of everything God. Look at the next verse. Jesus said that all that the Father has is mine. That is why I said that he shall take of mine. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. So what is the Father's and what is Christ? It's what he communicates to you. So the more you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more you experience the, the goodness of God. 
the love of God, the glory of God, the peace of God. I mean, everything God, everything you see in the scriptures become real for you because it's the transmitter. He transmits it into your heart. Remember, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. He says that, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. By who? By the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit shares abroad the love of God in your heart. As you fellowship with him, all these things start happening in your life. And one of the greatest ministries he has is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Like I said earlier, don't let the Holy Spirit do, don't rely on him for things he's not, he's not supposed to. You are not supposed to use the Holy Spirit. You can't use the Holy Spirit. He uses you. There are a lot of people who think that they can use the Holy Spirit. I was talking to one, one of our ladies and the person said, oh, the person is there. The man is so, he loves God so much. He uses the Holy Spirit to do that. I said, in my mind, I didn't say it to her. I said in my mind, oh, you have a lot to learn. I didn't want to say anything. Because you can't use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. You can't use him. Okay? Next week I'll talk about that somehow. But there are things he has not been sent to do. And so don't look out for those things. Okay? There are things he has been sent to do. They are, they are in the scriptures. That's what I'm showing you. They are in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, one of the major things, major things, major, apart from the Holy Spirit fellow ministering to you, he has a ministry with you. He has a ministry with you, with you, a ministry with you. All that I've said is his ministry to you. Then he has a ministry with you. Fellowshipping with him brings his ministry to you into your life. And leads you into partnering with him to do things outside. He has a ministry to accomplish. The Holy Spirit has an actual ministry to accomplish, which is outside of you. He has a ministry to accomplish in your life, help you, intercede for you, be a standby for you, comfort you, guide you, lead you. I've showed you all that, right? Lead you in life. He will lead you into reality. And lead you out. So don't, don't, it's not every project that the Holy Spirit will let you do. So don't use the Holy Spirit. This, God, this project, we are getting it. Have you asked whether he wants you to get it or not? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Don't start out and expect him to follow you. What he has not sanctioned, he has not sanctioned. Don't force him. Find out before you go. What do you think of what I'm saying? So there are a lot of people in the midst of things, then they are not trying to. Like Holy Ghost, let this thing work. Did he tell you he wanted it to, he wants you to be there? And you, he will leave you for you to learn. When you learn, then he will come back. Next time when you are going, you will talk to him first. Okay, let me show you. In Acts chapter 16, from verse 6. Okay, it's one of the things I'm supposed to mention today. Paul, out of his zealousness to preach the gospel, was trying to preach fire. We are preaching. We are going all around the world. So now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Do you understand? That is, that is a combative term. Forbidden. I forbid you. Ah, I thought you said we should go everywhere. Since the Holy Ghost forbade them. He blocked them. Eh? They went to Phrygia. Their plan was to turn. So they had plans. Their plan was to turn west in Asia province. But the Holy Ghost blocked that route. He blocked it. Because he didn't say they should go. They were going on their own. So he blocked. Hey, so the Holy Spirit is to block things. He's a blocker. Wow. Mm. 
He is not com- because if they go, he is not committed. You see, following the ministry of the Holy Spirit is so is so important that your, your, it can, you can you can risk your life if you don't follow him. One minister said, "I know I know how important it is to hear from God because I know the consequences could even mean death. Yeah, the consequences could mean death." You can get yourself, yourself involved in something you were not prompted to get into to start with and die and be shot. Something strange will happen. Why? Because nobody asked you to. Take your time and talk to God. It's important. It is not a sign of laziness. The fact that you want to hear from God before you move is not a sign of madness or a sign of laziness. You understand what I'm saying? For most Christians, because of motivational speakers who have plagued the church, it's like that is a problem. You must set smart goals. Specific. Measurable. Attainable. Realistic. And time-bound goals. It has its own place, please. You don't plan before you contact God. Many are the thoughts and the plans in a a man's heart, isn't it? Of a man, but it's the purpose of God that shall stand. And you start out by finding out what the purpose of God is. Or what do you think? Is it a good thing? Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm saying that don't get him into things that he has not been sent to do, please. Look for that scripture and put it there. It's it's in uh, Psalms of Proverbs, one of them. There's one one that says it, 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 I think it says it like counsel. Uh, The counsel of the Lord that shall stand. The counsel of the Lord that shall stand. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Have you seen it? Devices, no, we don't understand. If you have other versions, it will be great. Amplified. My, many plans are in a man's mind. Do you have many plans? Yeah. yeah. Plenty plans, isn't it? Plenty plans. He didn't say, bring your plans. And then I'll confirm them for you. Is that what God said? Uh-huh. So why are you doing it like that? Ask your neighbor, why are you doing it like that? Many people may plan all kinds of things, GNT, but the Lord's will is going to be done. <laughs> you can plan, maybe happy. You can plan. People have planned. Ah, planned. Ah. Hey, 2020 is in trouble. It's not a joke. A new decade has begun. Shalabaya. So you put the plans and then you start speaking in time. Mondo, kalababa, ra, 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 ra. Brother, you should have done it this way. Mondo, lebababa, ra, 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 ra. Lord, what do I, what are you saying? Then he will say to you, he will tell you, let's go here. Let's go there. Still small voice will come. He will show you a scripture. He will bring a thought to your mind. You write it down. Then you start pursuing. That is how it works. Don't get it twisted. Don't tell me, but don't get it twisted. There are processes in life that you, you don't have to skip. There are, there are first things that are first. There are things you need to do first. One of the things that you need to do first is that you must make sure you hear God before you move. Paul was moving, trying. The Holy Spirit blocked him. Then after blocking him, he didn't learn. He went to another place. The, the, the Holy Spirit blocked him. Next verse. Verse 7, Acts 16, 7. So they went to Mycenae. They so were moving. They went to Mycenae and tried to go not to Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus wouldn't let them go there either. He blocked that one too. Uh, let, let's read the King like James uses a very aggressive word. Sorry. After they were come to Mycenae, they are said to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered them not. 
This brings the image of Jacob wrestling with the Lord, the angel of the Lord. You remember? Uh, it's aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive. The Holy Spirit suffered them not. He forbade them from going. Why? Because out of zealousness. A lot of ministers do a lot of things. Zealous. We are zealous for God. Yeah. And it puts us into a lot of trouble sometimes. Because we don't contact the Holy Spirit. Not again. Tell me about not again. Not again. We will not make major decisions without talking to the Holy Spirit. We will start off by talking to the Holy Spirit and finding out exactly what he thinks. Ask your neighbor, is it a good idea? What do your neighbor say? It's a good idea. It's a very good idea. Yeah, it's better. So that your mistakes are reduced. You make less mistakes or none even. So that's what I meant when I said there are things that the Holy Spirit has not been sent to do. I've explained myself, isn't it? Yes. All right, so the second meaning of the word communion, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I said the word communion has many words. The first one is fellowship, we've spoken about that. The next one is partnership. Partnership. The Holy Spirit has a ministry with you to partner with you to do many things. Now, don't get it twisted. The Holy Spirit is the owner of the harvest. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, 37 and 38. It says, Jesus saw the multitudes. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. For they were bewildered. Eh? For they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous. The laborers are few. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Who is the Lord of the harvest? The Holy Spirit. How do we know that he is the Lord of the harvest? Acts chapter 13 from verse 1. Look at Acts chapter 13 from verse 1. The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. He's the owner of the world. He's the owner of the flock of the world. Everybody in the world is for him. Every human being is for him. And he has plans as to how to win everybody at every time. The church is failing at witnessing and soul winning and getting the agenda of God accomplished because we are neglecting the owner of the harvest. We are neglecting the one who is in charge of the church. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manain, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Holy Ghost and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, the Holy Ghost did what? How did he say? They were praying and then fasting. They were fasting and praying. So when you're fasting, you need to pray. When you're fasting, you need to pray and wait on God. You don't fast and move around like everything. You are watching movie whilst you're fasting. Playing game whilst you're fasting. You are not ready to hear from the Spirit. You are a joker. You are officially a joker. It's official. For some, oh, when I'm fasting, the hunger is too much. So if I'm praying, I'll get more hungry. So I need to be doing other things. As they fasted and praised, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, the Holy Spirit said, separate me Barnabas and Saul. He didn't say separate them. Some people read the Bible wrongly. He didn't say separate Barnabas and Saul. He said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto 
I have called them. As I ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Whereunto who? I have called them. I have called. So the Holy Spirit is the one who calls people into the, into the harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. And so he's the one who calls people into the harvest. I hope you get it. He said, Separate unto me, Barnabas and Saul. The Holy Spirit is the number one witness. <laughs> okay. John chapter. 15, verse 26. John 15, 26. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall, what? Do you understand what it means? He says he shall testify of me. To testify means to bear witness. He's the number one witness. He's the number one evangelist. He is the evangelist. He has the assignment of evangelizing the world. The Holy Spirit is the one who has the assignment of evangelizing the world. He, he says he will bear witness of me. Eh? He shall testify of me. He shall speak of me. It is not our job. It is his job. Every Christian is an assistant in getting that job done. Are you in the church? Yes, so as soon as you start, you get into ministry and doing things for the Lord and you neglect the Holy Spirit betray him ignore him you are joking so you can be working but it's not his work it says he shall testify of me next verse verse 27 and ye also shall bear witness so he testifies of me and then you also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning I don't know if you are seeing it Acts chapter 5 Acts chapter 5, let's read from verse 30. Peter is speaking to the Sanhedrin, those who killed Jesus. You know, obviously the Holy Spirit came, he was filled with the Spirit, he started talking. Okay, let's go up so that we see, we see the foundation properly. What I was saying is in Acts chapter 4, this is Acts chapter 5. So in Acts chapter 5, they were arrested and all of that. Okay? So if you read from, from, verse, uh, from verse 24. Ah, this, this is one of the most powerful parts of the Bible. You know, the disciples were arrested, okay, for preaching the gospel. All 12 of them were arrested and put in prison. While they were in the prison, an angel came and came to open their prison door and told them, get out. And go and preach all the words of this life. And it's up here. Let's read from verse 17. Acts 5 from verse 17. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, they were angry. And they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors. The angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people. All the words of this life. That's, that's, why, we, that's why I got that particular phrase from all the words of this life. Go and go and tell the people, listen, come on, get out. Go and go and tell the people all the words of this life. So the Holy Spirit is, invo- is interested in us telling the whole world. You get it? Hmm. So whilst they were talking in the temple, the, so the following day, the, Sadduce- the Sadducees, the rulers of the synagogue came and said to the, to the soldiers that they should go and bring the disciples. When they went there, they were not there. Then someone ran and came to tell them, oh, they actually standing in the temple preaching. So they went there to go and talk to them. And when they got there, very interesting story. You need to read your Bible. Look at verse 23. Look at, let's read 22. 
But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, the prison truly we found, found we shut with all safety. <laughs> the prison truly found we shut with all safety. Everything was intact. And the keepers standing without before the doors. The keepers, the guards were standing outside, thinking we were guarding some people. <laughs> but when we had opened, we found no man within. Well, there was nobody inside. Ah! Now, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. They, want, they were wondering, how this, what would this mean? They were politicians. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. They got angry. Then they went, then went the captain of the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been, been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, Saying, did we, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? Didn't we tell you not to teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Wow, such confidence. The same people killed Jesus. Meaning that they could have killed them. They stood before them and said, we don't care about you. Shia. Who say who for here? Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus. Verse 30. So Peter started talking. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew, whom ye slew and hanged on the tree. <laughs> Him has God exalted. Kala, Telegosha, Rego, the one who was killed. Is the one God has exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior. For to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He's a giver. He's the one who gives repentance from sins. Uh, repentance and forgiveness of sins. Then he says, read this one. Read this one. This is what I want you to see. One, two, go. Read it again. And so, the Holy Ghost, whom God has given to them that obey him, the Holy Ghost is the witness. He says, we are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit. Now, you and I will admit, okay, that Matthew chapter 28, from verse 18. Look at Matthew 28, um, 20. Let's read from verse 20. Matthew 28, 20. 18 is good. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, my disciples. Is that what he said? Go ye therefore, my pastors. Go ye therefore, my apostles. Go ye therefore, my prophets. Go ye therefore, my teachers. Are you sure? Ask your neighbor, are you sure? Ask the other neighbor, are you really sure? sure? That that's not what the Bible said. What did the Bible say? Who is he referring to? Are you a Christian? Are you born again? Every Christian is is called by God to be a witness, to change lives, to evangelize to his world. Everybody. See, I'm an evangelist. I am a teacher. 
I am a prophet. I've been sent by God. Have you received the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit given for? I've showed you his ministry in your life. Acts chapter 1. Let's read from, I'll come back to this. Acts chapter 1. Let's read from verse 4. Let's read from verse 4. To be good from verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he saith, which saith ye have heard of me. Next verse. For John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Next verse. When they therefore were, when they were therefore come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? He didn't mind them. He said, he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the, or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but ye shall receive the Holy Ghost. But you shall receive the Holy Ghost. He says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Read the rest. And ye shall be. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Do you know how many people this was said to? Live. There were 120. Okay, there were 120 people there. Only 12 of them were apostles. The rest, we don't know their rule. We don't know what they had. They were just church members. And all of them, all of them, were given the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. All of them received the Holy Spirit. There was no special Holy Spirit for the apostles. Like as the Spirit is coming, then he would divide and then go on this one. No, no, no. This one is the apostle. He needs about 70%. There was nothing like that. The same Holy Spirit that came in Peter, the same Holy Spirit that came in uh, the other guy, John Mark. Same Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came to empower them. He says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. So the Holy Spirit is given to us to help us bear witness, to help us become uh, 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 witnesses of Christ. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to partner with you. He is the Lord of the harvest. The thing belongs to him. He wants to partner with you. In accomplishing God's work in the earth. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, can I say something to you? Yes. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Are you sure you want to hear it? Yes. Do, you know why, do you know why a lot of Christians are poor? Do you want to know? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Have you read Matthew 6, 33 before? Have you read it before? Yes. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All what things? Clothing. Cars, money, everything. This is the secret of prosperity. But because a lot of Christians have denied and ignored this one, your real prosperity is in your witnessing. That's why I was asking whether you're ready, whether you wanted to hear it. Why are Christians suffering? Because they are not into what they are supposed to be into. If you went to school to do mechanical engineering, and there's a big mechanical engineering company that has employed you with your name there. And you decide that you, you, that one is not really powerful. You push wheelbarrow on site every day to be rich. Because it will mark you by day. You see by day that every day you are getting Sister Ghana. It's real. That one you can see it. This one, it doesn't sound right. What are you? This one you have to wait for one month before you can get your money. You are a total <laughs> You are an official fool. You are officially a But this is the problem. This is the problem with a lot of Christians. Yeah, because when, as soon as we start talking about 
witnessing, changing someone's life, preaching the gospel. You see, yeah, nobody likes that one. Receive a car. Receive your house. I mean, no, he has two houses already, but he's receiving another one. If the two have satisfied you, satisfied you, would you have received another one? You see, those things do not satisfy. It is in getting your, doing your ministry, what you were created for. Your joy is in doing what you were created for. As long as you get into other things, I mean, this microphone can be used to stir cocoa. can be a good cocoa stirrer. But that's not what it was sent for. Am I lying? Uh-huh. So your real life, your real ministry, your real joy is in fulfilling what God has sent you to fulfill. Jesus said, go ye. All authority is given unto me. Go ye therefore. And what? Teach all nations. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. This is our job. This is our assignment. Teaching them. Next verse, verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. Have you it? Uh, this is our job. And the Holy Spirit is the senior partner in getting this job accomplished. That's what he was sent for. So as soon as you receive the Holy Spirit into your life, two things, he has two jobs in your life. One is to minister to you. The other is to minister with you. Christ in you is for, is for the hope of your glory. Then Christ with you is to change the whole world. Christ is with you to change the whole world. The Holy Spirit empowers us and helps us to do what God has sent us. Because that is actually where... You see, there's someone who's so you're supposed to win. Who's, who, is, who is going to be responsible for something very great in your life? Yeah. Someone sent a huge amount of money to me during the week. I met the person years ago and preached to the person. And raised the person. That huge amount of money was always with the person when I met the person. Spiritually speaking. But I would have missed that amount of money from that person if I had not preached to her and spoken to her but I slapped her and just passed by her. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. So there are things that you have that are with people that you're supposed to preach to and bring to the house of God and raise in the house of God who will do certain things in your life as destined by God. But because you've not done the first one, you will not get the second or the third or the fourth. Why? Because you, you don't really, that one is not powerful enough. Say, I'm a soul winner. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Are you following Jesus? Are you, ask, are you following Jesus? You're following Jesus? Then he makes you a fisher of men. Say, I'm a fisher of men. Say, I'm confident in fishing men. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the one sent to help us. So every Christian, Every, I'm just trying to establish that fact. Every Christian has been sent by God to preach the gospel. Everybody. And the Holy Spirit is sent by God to help us preach the gospel. He knows who to stop on the way. It's not everybody who will let you stop. But if you are, if, the more you fellowship with him, the more you allow him to talk to you about every other thing, you see that he starts introducing you into this particular aspect of your life, which is a very important aspect of your life. Let me share a story with you. There's a man of God whose church is just around. Very beautiful church. Big church. Very beautiful. He sat in a plane one day. And as he was sitting in a plane, someone came to sit by him who was Arabic. Had turban and all of that. Came to sit by him. You know? Business class. As the plane was going, he was pressed in the spirit to speak in tongues. So he started 
speaking in tongues. No, he wanted to minister to the guy. He wanted to like talk to him, but he didn't know. He just knew that he was supposed to talk to him. So he started speaking in tongues. You see, if you are shy to speak in tongues, it's also a problem. Muslims will put their mat anywhere. Their head will go on the floor and their buttocks will be in the sky. They are not afraid to to worship their God. You can't do mano, sege sete, blega, blega, blega for people to think that you are weird. You see, because we have seen Muslims do it, uh, we don't think they are weird. We've seen them do it, uh, so when they do it, oh, uh, he's praying, he's praying, it's time for him to pray, let him pray. When he finishes, he'll come for us to continue our life. But you've not spoken in tongues so much that it becomes normal. When we're speaking in tongues, everybody knows that we have to give him space. It's time for him to speak in tongues. We don't have that. We should have that. What do you think? So this man was speaking in tongues. He spoke in tongues. And then he stopped. When he stopped, the Arabic man said, how do you know my name? And how do you know everything about my life? You have just said everything about my life and what I, I needed to hear and what I needed to do. You have just told me all of those things. How did you, where did you learn Arabic from? And I said, I don't know Arabic. There's something called tongue speaking. And he used that to preach to him. Got him born again and everything. The guy said, the guy, the guy was actually a millionaire, dollar millionaire. <laughs> so he told him, listen, that ministry that you have, I'm not born again. That ministry that you have, I will sponsor you. <laughs> and he has been sending him thousands and thousands of dollars for years. Till date, years. He will never be poor again in his life. How did that come? Is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. So he partners with you. He wants. He wants you to partner with him in accomplishing his purpose of changing lives. John sixteen seven. Listen, God has given us so much. I mean, sometimes I go through the scriptures and I wonder why, why, why are Christians suffering? What is going on? You look at the name of Jesus. Is there for us to use? You look at the the the, the Holy Spirit. Is he's there to help us? You look at the word of God. I mean, everything is inside. He shows you. Look at Christ in you. I mean, God has given us so many things. God got us born again. Brought us into Christ. Which is one thing on, on his own. Just exploring who you are in Christ is on one, is one thing on, on his own. Exploring who you are in Christ is, is a huge thing. Then, he puts Christ into us. Exploring who Christ is in you is another thing altogether. Then he gave us the Holy Spirit. Explain who the Holy Spirit is, is another thing altogether. Then he gave us his word. Then he gave us his name to use. He says, at that name, every knee should bow. Every knee. Every knee. It includes human, human knees. So if someone is doing something and it's not going well, you know that this thing is not supposed to be like this. You mention, believe in prayer. You mention Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying about this. Kaya. If that knee will bow, no matter who he is. He will bow. A lot of Christians lay all that God has given to them aside. And they want to know every other thing. All that will make them successful is put there. That's why people don't go to church on Sundays. There's no traffic in town on Sunday. No traffic. Why? It's time to wash. It's time to eat. It's time to watch football and play football. You see big men with big stomachs on packs Sunday morning. They can't play the ball. They say they are exercising. What will make you a success? You leave. You leave it down. And you are looking at every other thing. 
There are Christians who are also in churches who don't care about the word of God. They don't read the word. Nothing. Nah. There are preachers who don't care about the word. This morning when I woke up, there was a song that was playing in my head. It's in my car, so it just came into my head. Then one of the things the lady said was, I saw for some So the Holy Spirit brought that to my mind. I saw for some new year. I was like, hey, I was saying some new year. Yeah, you can be an Osofu and not so many years. How do you say that in English? You can be a pastor and not, and not worship him well and serve him well. Yeah. There are pastors who leave the word of God and are preaching all business. They are, their pulpit is for management. Because they feel that the people's problems can be solved more easily with business, with management principles, investment principles. What? They don't have money, so let me preach. I, I'm empowering them. That is not how to empower them. Give them the Holy Ghost. The ministry of the New Testament is to give the Holy Ghost out. First, Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let me show it to you. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read verse, uh, verse 8. The Holy Ghost is all you need. How shall not the ministry of the Spirit be rather glorious? Let's read the Amplified. It's nice. Why should not the dispensation of the Spirit? Then it says, this ministry, whose task it is to cause men. This is the ministry that we have as New Testament believers and preachers. This spiritual ministry, whose task it is to cause men, we have to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit. That's our job. We have to cause men to obtain the Holy Spirit and cause men to be governed by the Holy Spirit. So I came to terms with it. I was like, I'll preach about the Holy Spirit every time. I'll preach about the Holy Spirit. I'll preach about the Word. I'll preach about Jesus. I'll preach, I'll preach about all these things only. I'll not preach about any business. If you are ready to hear about investment, not for me. I'll never talk about investment. Which investments to pick and, and invest. invest in the Holy Ghost. Invest in the Word. Invest in the name of Jesus. That is what will make your life correct. Because that's our ministry. It says, this spiritual ministry, whose task it is to cause men to obtain and be governed by the Holy Spirit, it will be attended, how much shall it be attended, with much greater and more splendid glory. Your glory is in, is, is in us giving you the Holy Spirit. And giving you more, so that you can be governed by the Holy Spirit. Your life must be governed by the Holy Spirit. I tell you, governed. Do you understand? That, that means that to be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. He will lead you into all that you're supposed to do in life. He will lead you into every single thing. He will lead you into glory. Into glory. Into joy unspeakable that is full of glory. He will lead you into prosperity that you have never seen before. He will lead you into peace that you have never experienced in your life. He will lead you into beauty like never before. That's the Holy Spirit's ministry. And that's our job. Our job is to make sure. My God, so don't ever climb the pulpit and think that you should preach about something else. No, don't, even the people say that, we've heard, we've heard about this, uh, don't worry, preach it. Yeah, preach it. I'll preach about the Holy Spirit several times. This year you hear me more, next year you hear me more, next year you hear me For the next 50 years that I'll be alive, you will be surprised. Yeah, I'll preach Holy Spirit, Jesus, word, faith. In it, everything God. We will not talk about 75 ways of making more money. Is it a good thing to do? Yeah, go back to John chapter 16. Look at this. Let's read from, uh, from verse 7. The Holy Spirit is wonderful. You know that, right? Sometimes we give you just one scripture. Just one. You stand and he starts bringing the thing forth. Just exploding. Look at this. He says, nevertheless, this is Jesus talking. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. It is more advantageous for you. This is our advantage. The Holy Spirit is our advantage. 
Jesus said, it is better for me to go away. It is better for you. How many of you wish Jesus was here? Jesus says that, don't wish that wish. Because it is better for me to go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is me. Unlimited. Because Jesus could have only been in one place. All of us have to travel. Can you imagine everybody going to Jesus to go and see him and to hear his counsel concerning something? Maybe you need a beloved. So you go all the way to Jerusalem. You go, you meet a queue. You've been in the queue for 75 years. By the time you hear about beloved, you are dead. <laughs> you hear about beloved, then you go back another 75 years to go and hear about uh, children. Maybe uh, uh, how to, what you need to do to be able to get something, how to do evangelism. Hey, it will be a very big thing. So Amplify, the Amplify says it very well. The Holy Spirit is my advantage. Say the Holy Spirit. It's my advantage. Wow. I have the advantage in life. Can you imagine? Do you have the Holy Spirit? When we say advantage, do you understand? We have advantages and disadvantages. Isn't it? Uh-huh. It's like uh, going for a 100 meter dash. And you are starting from the 80th meter line. And everybody else is starting from zero. You are on the 80th meter. You can walk. Uh, do run. You uh, are just walking. That's close. Charlie, what's up, man? What's up, man? And then you just cross the line. Or you are starting on the 95th. The 95th line. Or the 99th. You just dive over the thing. <laughs> nobody can beat you. That's what he's telling you. Says nobody can beat you in life. Because you have the Holy Ghost. However, I'm telling you that I'm telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it, when I say it is profitable. The Holy Spirit is my prophet. Kalabashati. Rego Hadabai. I will never go down in my life. I will always succeed in my life. A year from now, I'll be bigger and better than I am today. Watch out for me. I'm a bundle of success. Happening everywhere. I will never go down. I will never be poor. I will never be poor in my life. I will always be rich. I'm a giver. I'm a blesser. Tell me, but I'm a giver. I'm a blesser. I'll give him billions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe it? Yeah. That is your life. The Holy Spirit is my prophet. He says, it's more profitable. Good. Expedient. Advantageous for you. That I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, will not come unto you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. He's my advantage. Keep, keep your finger here. Go to chapter 14. John chapter 14. Let's read verse 10. Oh, Kala, Tege, Shana, Legro, Tinimano. Believers thou not that I'm in the Father? This is Jesus talking. Don't you believe that I am in the Father? And the Father in me, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He didn't give him that name. But he was talking about the Holy Spirit because he had a Father in heaven. Believers thou not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father which dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. The, the Father which dwelleth in me, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside him. He says he does the work. Look at your next verse. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the, for the work's sake. Next verse. 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, do you believe in him? He says, the works that I do shall he do also. The works, by believing in him, the works that he does, you will do also. Do you believe in him? He says, that all the works I did, you will do also. Then he didn't stop there. He says, and greater works than these, greater works than these shall ye do. Greater works than what I did shall you do. Why? Because I go unto my father. Why am I going to my father? Because when I go unto my father, I shall send you the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost in my life is my advantage to doing greater works. How do we do greater works? Through the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Are you in the church at all? Say I do greater works. Because I have the Holy Ghost in me. Is the Holy Spirit in you? Yeah. Say the Holy Spirit is my advantage. Say, the, say like you mean. The Holy Spirit is my advantage. The Holy Spirit is my prophet in life. The Holy Spirit is my advantage. Greater works than this shall I do. Rise up upon your feet and just thank God for what I shared with you. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. The Holy Spirit is my advantage. 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 Kola Kalebe. Rega Mama Dosha Talege. The Holy Spirit is my advantage. What a fox. What a fact. What a thought and what a fact. The Holy Spirit is my advantage. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.